The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 767. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have an amazing lady on the show today. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur who's on a mission to help all moms get rid of mom guilt, and I'm really excited to have her on and share her story with us today on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Annie Vovan. Annie, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to the listeners. Hey, Sheena. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. I am thankful that you reached out and and self-confidence is a topic that I think is so important, especially to the Asian American woman today. So thank you. A little bit about me. I, my intro to you was a, you know, multi-passionate entrepreneur. And in my background, I was a pharmacist for 14 years. And I think when I look back at what I chose for my career, I think it was the obedience and the the guilt I felt if I didn't go to medicine. So I'm one of seven. My dad is a pediatrician. My mom's a pharmacist. And gosh, four of my siblings followed my dad and became physicians. And I followed my mom to become the pharmacist. And so I did that because I didn't have the confidence <laughs> to say, hey, this is not what I want to do in my life. And so I did that for 14 years thinking after five years of practicing, I would get out. But that's not what happened. So I continued practicing for all those years. I was with Kaiser Permanente and was in management for 10 of those years. And then I just had a lot of different life experiences, which then led me into my entrepreneurial road. So I'm not sure how deep you want to go with that, but that's kind of like my background. And then now I'm in a new space in the entrepreneur space. Thanks for sharing that. And I think that's something we all go through, especially like in an Asian upbringing. We always feel like we have to be doing what we're told not realizing like there are other ways to live our life. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why I created the show to help other women, especially Asian women, see that there are other ways. And yeah, so thanks for sharing that. And Annie, what's your cultural background? I'm 100% Vietnamese. Thanks for sharing that. And what'd be your favorite self-confidence quote? I would say, just take a leap and the net will appear. Thanks for sharing that great quote. And in your own words, how do you define self-confidence? Self-confidence is when no one else's opinion about what you're doing or what you're saying or how you're acting or behaving or choices matter. So the self-confidence is self-awareness in that everybody's opinions should not have any correlation of of the next step in your life. That's pretty good. I just thought of that right now. (laughs) Thank you for, uh, my gosh, that's a on-the-spot question, but yeah. No worries, and that's a great definition. Thanks for sharing that. And Annie, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? As I mentioned, I was the youngest of seven. So first generation Asian American. I was eight months when we fled Vietnam in 1974. And just growing up in a big family, I think I just kind of always was a team player and I didn't really rock the boat. I We always looked at my parents for working so hard to get us here. And I don't necessarily think I was lacking self-confidence, but in speaking about the subject, I think I give my power away a lot because, you know, the expectations of us growing up was to pretty much like fit in, right? Like don't rock the boat, don't laugh too loud. My mom went to a very strict boarding school. And I remember 
being myself and laughing like really loud and like putting my legs up on the table. <laughs> my mom was like mortified that I should never behave like that. So I think it's about just for so long. I mean, I would say, gosh, for decades, I felt that I had to show up in such a way that was prim and proper. And I feel that mainly after I became a parent, I really let that go. And before that, I would say even probably by the time I was like mid-30s, so I'm in my mid-40s, so I'm 45. So in my mid-30s, I think that was when I stopped caring so much, especially I just remember going to my 10-year high school reunion and still caring about what people thought and not having the comments to say, hey, I'm not married and I don't have kids. So I remember bringing this very awful boyfriend at the time with me just so I didn't show up alone. Now, if I had the self-awareness back then, if I had the self-confidence back then, I wouldn't have done that. So then cut to a 20-year high school reunion where you're so much more like healthy and into like you just know your thicker skin and all the life experiences. Everyone was just putting their stuff out there, their baggage out there, like how many times they've been divorced or, you know, haven't been incarcerated or whatever. And it was so freeing and it was so amazing. So by that time, what are you, end of your like late 30s, where it just falls away because there is just no shame in being who you are. So I think the question you're saying, like before that, I feel like, you know, keeping up with the expectations of what society had for you. Like I didn't get married till the week before I turned 37. And so, yeah, I think it was just a lot of probably, again, like not rocking the boat, not sticking out too much. Thanks for sharing that. And I think that's something most women, especially Asian women going that like go through, right? Especially giving that power away. I think, you know, we forget that, you know, when we don't do what we want to do, or we stay in that that box or bubble, we, we are giving that power away, because we can do so much more. I mean, we are a lot more powerful than we realize, especially as women. And when we can see that, like power within us, you know, anything's possible. And, you know, I'm glad you're able to share like, you know, because anyone who's like over 25 and single and Asian is like considered an old maid. Oh, 100%. My grandma was like 16 when she started knocking out kids. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. like we have to realize like, you know, times of change and like, you know, people get married late, people get married early, everyone's in their own journey. And, you know, the most important thing is just work on yourself first and everything else will fall into place. And, you know, because of your realizations, what's your life been like now? So my life now is, it's it's so fun. I know I used to think 40 was so old, but I really feel like I'm getting started. I feel like I'm like, life just gets better, interestingly. But a lot of that realization had to do a lot with my life in 2017, where it was a very traumatic year. I already had my two little kids and my dad fell really ill and he passed away. And then while he was being cared of, our my father-in-law passed away. And then the person who was holding the family together was my nanny and she passed away. So it was in that time frame where I just felt kind of like the rebirth of like why I need to not give my power away, why I get to stand in my light, why I get to show other moms how to stand in their light because I just life has just hit me so much that, you know, we don't have to have everybody agree with our choices. And so as a pharmacist, I know that it was very disappointing when I pivoted to be a lifestyle photographer when I had kids to then open another business and then another business. And I think that even to this day, I think my mom secretly wishes I would practice pharmacy again, because I think that she can wrap her head around that a lot more. But for me, I don't need her blessing. I don't need her permission. I don't need her to be proud of me at all. You know, and I think if I can speak to the younger Asian woman, like your parents is bearing on your life decisions. Yes, it hurts to disappoint them. But at the end of the day, you got to hit 
the pillow and know that you're living your life, you know? And I wish I had somebody who would tell me that earlier, like the obedience, the stress of being obedient is real in the, you know, being in the Asian culture. Like, I don't want to disappoint my parents that the look that they give you is like, forget, forget it, right? And I don't raise my kids to be intimidated by me. I don't raise my kids to do, like, I don't want them to go through what I did, which I lied you know, to my parents, like majority of my life, because I knew that they just would never understand. So how does my life look now? Like now? So right now I have a I have two businesses, I have my lifestyle photography business in Los Angeles. And I'm really pivoting towards uh, my community that I built for moms after, you know, all this stuff that happened in 2017, which then, you know, the loss of seven people. So the main three people was my dad, my father in law, my nanny, you know, an uncle, an aunt, I had two miscarriages, my mom got cancer, it was just it was a shit year. And from that, my my business emerged, which is a community for moms. It's called Avenue Mama. And as I was healing, I started sharing about how I was able to move forward. And so it started off with like self-care and mindset. And now it's really turned into helping other women step into their business as a mompreneur and really going after the big, scary goals, getting out of your own way, not playing small. And that's where we are today. So I really like that fire for the moms that I work with because my nanny was 46 when she passed away and she did did not put her goals on the table or her dreams. They were always on the back burner. Her son always came first. And you're not a bad mom if you have your own goals and dreams outside of your children, outside of your nine to five, outside of anything. And so that's where I'm at now. I'm really present and I'm really fired up about life. And I really, like I said in my one liner, I'm on a mission for moms not to have the guilt of like following her dreams and passions. Thanks for sharing that. And I'm glad you're able to create a community like that because, you know, there's still a lot of stigma about moms working or even having a business. It's like, oh my God, you're such a bad mom because you want something for yourself versus taking care of your children or running the household. But, you know, in the end, like moms are still human. Moms still have goals that they want to achieve. And just because they have kids doesn't mean they put their life on hold. You need something to, I guess, run away from the chaos because like being a mom is not easy. It's the hardest job in the world. I mean, I, I see my friends and like sometimes I don't know how they do it all. And so like we just have to like give each other a pat on the back and tell each other, especially if you're a mom, like you're doing a good job, you know, don't worry about it. Everyone makes mistakes and we're like all in this journey together you know so i'm really glad you're able to create a safe space for moms especially mompreneurs who feel like who feel ashamed for starting something that they want to do which i think is stupid but like you know yeah i think it's just uh, it's just a whole new identity i saw so for your listeners just to encourage i think that you know i had my first child at 39 and my second one at 41 and without any medication without any anything like we literally like hooked up once that month and i got pregnant you know what i mean so and i know that's a subject that i'm seeing a lot of asian women have to think about because maybe you've decided to pursue pursue you know your graduate degree or whatnot, or you're more selective or whatever, you know, I think that the pressure to, you know, reproduce is real. I remember because like I said, I got married like the week before my 37th birthday. And then the pressure to have kids is there, which is all fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, no one else's opinions matters but you. Right. And so I think that, yeah, the guilt is so real. And I think that a lot of people to this day, probably my family, like, like, what the hell is she doing? Why would she leave a six figure income? And again, it's not, it's, it's not on them to have opinions about what I'm doing, because you can't make more time, you can always make more money, right? And so I'm on the path to, you know, 1x, 2x, 3x what I used to make as a pharmacist. And even though money isn't what's driving me, the impact is what drives me. And I think to that, I will speak on and stand 
on top of all the negativity all day long. You know what I mean? So I think that moms feel, I think the society's expectations has not caught up to moms to like get out of their own way. You know what I mean? Society still expects the mom to do everything. And yet we applaud dads when they do the tiniest thing when (laughs) that's his job. Those are his kids too, by the way, right? So we have a lot of work to do in that space for sure. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, if our listeners were tuning into your episode and they're in a similar journey to self-confidence, what would be that one tip you'd give to them? Just stop caring about what other people think. Stop trying to make your parents happy. They're going to find every, I mean, your Asian parents are always going to find something. They're always going to keep up with the Jones. They're always going to, you know, and I think they just probably don't know better. I don't think they're trying to be malicious. I don't think they're trying to like, quote, make it hard for us. They just don't know better. I think generationally, there's a lot of pressure for people to be a certain way. But I think here's the thing. I mean, for your listeners, either you're the first generation or second generation, but you're pretty new to your parents immigrating or coming out of something, right? And especially if you're speaking English, right, the modern times and whatnot. So I think that it's really just to know that, you know, their journey is theirs and your journey is yours. And, you know, at the end of life, you can't live with regret. You know, and I think I was very fortunate to have Gary Vaynerchuk on my podcast. And at the end of life, it's just like, it's almost like F you mom and dad. Those are your issues. You want to keep up with your friends. You want to keep up, you know, you want to feel self-confident that you did the right thing because your kid went to Harvard or whatever. When your child is either lying about their expectations or feeling guilty or having stress trying to meet your goals, like shame on you for putting all those goals on your child when your child may want to, you know, pivot or something, but won't because of you. And that's selfish, right? So my advice would be that it is your life. You know, think of when you are on your final days and you look back in your life, are you going to be like, I'm so glad I practiced being a dentist for 40 years? Are you going to say, I'm so glad I practiced for 10 years and I had two years of a hardship with my parents. And then I had 30 years opening my Etsy shop or had 30 years going after this or that, or I opened my restaurant or I pursued being a teacher or I joined a band or whatever. Yeah, it's going to suck and it's going to be rocky for a little bit or a long bit. But again, at the end of your life, it would be worth it, wouldn't it? Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, I I really love the tips that you mentioned. So thanks again. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do or check out the community you've created, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? Absolutely. So I'm most active on Instagram under at Avenue Mama, which is also the website Avenue Mama, which is also Twitter, Avenue Mama. And I do live events. I do workshops. I have programs for mompreneurs to stop playing small and to really step into their next biggest, scariest goals. And I help you take action on them. So Avenue Mama is where it's at. It's the avenues of motherhood, mindset, and mompreneurship. Thanks for sharing that. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Annie, you can also head on over to the TaoSelfConfidence.com and search for Annie's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else that we talked about. And I really just want to thank Annie today for taking the time to share her story and tips with us on self-confidence. So thank you so much, Annie. You're welcome. And thank you for being super organized. And I just, you know, applaud you for taking this, these stories and sharing it with your audience. And I think that it's so important. And so I just want to thank you just the same. Oh, thank you. Well, I really appreciate you ha- being on the show today. So thanks again. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Tao of Self-Confidence. 
visit our website at thetowofselfconfidence.com to check out cool resources, blog articles, show recaps, and so much more. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits.